Hello, I'm Mercedes. And I'm Tash, and you're listening to episode 194 of Chat Disney. The The King King has returned! So welcome back to another episode of the Chat Disney podcast. And we are very, very happy today, as you may have guessed from the little tweak to the introduction there. And we will be talking a little bit about that in the news. And today we're going to be talking all about what to watch this winter on Disney+. Plus. But before we get into that, let's have a quick look at what has been happening in the world of Disney this week. So Tash is absolutely right. Today we are celebrating on the Chat Disney podcast the return of Bob Iger, our beloved CEO. He is once again the CEO of the Walt Disney Company. So, so long. Farewell, Mr. Chapek. And lots has been happening since we got this announcement just a couple of Sundays ago. Stocks are already rising. So the Walt Disney stock price has once again shot up after a series of bad revenue reports, which is awesome. Bob Iger emailed all of the Disney employees employees on the day of his appointment as well, saying how excited he was about this new turn of events for him. Josh Gad was one of many celebrities that tweeted his enthusiasm as well. He was also on Instagram explaining how amazing he thought that this was. Disney adults broke the internet. I mean, if you're on the Twitter Disney community or Instagram, I'm sure you saw how widely celebrated this was. Loads of memes of Chapek. I've seen like a Thanos meme where he's sort of disintegrating and stuff like that. It is awesome. And the Wall Street Journal actually published an article just this week as well, saying that Bob Iger was very alarmed by the price increases under Chapek and also the amount of layoffs that there were during the COVID-19 pandemic. So Wall Street Journal, very, very credible uh, newspaper, publisher, whatever you want to call them. So I'm sure that that is true and that they were some of the reasons that Iger is now once again the CEO. Absolutely. And the good news just continues this week because Shanghai Disneyland has reopened on Friday after a 25 day hiatus. So welcome back Shanghai Disneyland and welcome back Bob. Yes, indeed. Heading over to Disneyland Paris with some news. Disneyland Paris has renewed their partnership with Orange, the phone operator, and this is until 2027. So what does that mean for us guests? Well, it means you can continue to see great Wi-Fi and mobile coverage throughout Disneyland Paris Resort. Absolutely. And Hong Kong Disneyland, we've got a lot of parks news today. And the 10K weekend returns for the first time in three years, which again, is very, very exciting. And Yeah, lots of people and things returning to Disney this week, it would seem. Lots of things returning to Disney. And I think this is probably, apart from Bob Iger, but I mean, this is kind of linked. This is definitely the most exciting thing to come out of the Walt Disney Company this week. And I'm looking at you, Walt Disney World. So Bob Iger's been in power for less than a week at time of recording. And already Disney have announced a major overhaul to the park pass reservation at Walt Disney World. So coming 2023 in the new year, you will not have to book individual parks at Walt Disney World anymore. This is for date-based tickets. If you are an annual pass holder, you will still have to book temporarily, but Disney are reviewing this in the new year. Park hopping is also back. You don't have to wait till 2 p.m. You can go to whichever park you please. Once again, if you are an annual pass holder, it might take a little bit longer for park hopping to go back to usual to how it was pre-COVID, but 
Disney are on it and there's awesome stuff coming. And also another big change, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the dining policy has been changed at Walt Disney World Resort as well. You can now cancel your dining reservation up to two hours before without a penalty. Previously it was 24 hours, so this is a huge, huge change. Controversially and in a very different vein, Genie Plus prizes have climbed to an all-time high of $29 for some attractions. So it'll be very interesting to see if that continues under the helm of Bob Iger. A new study has also shown, linked to that, that a massive 18% of Walt Disney World holidaymakers actually get into debt in order to make the trip with their families, which is quite a staggering amount, 18%. It's just very, very sad. And the crunch is only gonna get worse as we head into 2023. A little bit of lighter news for Walt Disney World. There was a giant gingerbread giraffe installed at the Animal Kingdom Lodge lobby. So, you know, we're very used to the giant gingerbread house at Grand Floridian. Nice to see that Animal Kingdom is feeling the love as well over at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Alcohol is going to be served at Cinderella's Royal Table in the Magic Kingdom. So alcohol obviously is available at Be Our Guest Restaurant. We're going to see it in the castle as well. And final bit of all Disney World news. There is a lot this week. The 2022 International Festival of the Holidays is back at Epcot. So if you are going to Epcot this winter, you will be able to enjoy it. My goodness, that is a lot of news to come out of Walt Disney World this week. And that is not the final bit of parks news. The final parks news today is coming from Tokyo, Disneyland or Disney Resort. And it's to do with Avatar. And Avatar The Way of Water Food and Drink is going to be released in the park on December the 1st, just ahead of the movie being released later that month. Very exciting. And final bit of news for you all this week. We are looking at you, Marvel. And this is a really interesting one. So Joe Jonas of Jonas Brother fame has admitted that he was one of the contenders to play Spider-Man in The Amazing Spider-Man. And he said he felt destroyed that he lost out to Andrew Garfield. He said that the director had worked with Joe Jonas on a music video and he really thought he had it in the bag. And he said, you know, I do understand that Andrew Garfield was the right choice. And I'm glad that he recognises that. I think that movie would have been very, very different with Joe Jonas in the lead role. And that is pretty much everything to come out of the Walt Disney Company this week. We are now heading into the main part of today's episode, What to Watch This Winter. We thought we would dedicate today's episode to Disney Plus as there have been so many new releases onto Disney Plus over the past few weeks. And, you know, it's getting to that time of year as well where the weather outside is grim. It gets dark at four o'clock. There is not a lot that you want to be doing outside. So why not cuddle up on the sofa with Disney Plus at your fingertips? So, Mercedes, what is your, you know, is there anything that you've seen recently that would be your top recommendation for Disney Plus? Yes. And before we get into Disney Plus, I'm actually going to do an honourable mention, which is, of course, Wakanda Forever, which I think if I know Disney and I know Disney, I imagine that that probably will be available on Disney Plus at Christmas. I feel like that's a very good time for them to add their latest Marvel blockbuster to Disney Plus over that period between Christmas and New Year where no one knows what day it is, no one knows what to watch, everyone's eating too much food. So I do think that we will see Wakanda Forever on Disney Plus very, very soon. But if you haven't seen it already, I went to the cinema, I finally seen it. We spoke a couple of weeks ago about how the reviews have been quite mixed. There's a lot of people that really celebrated the movie and then some people that said it wasn't very good and that Marvel should sort of stay away 
from sequels. I'm very on the fence with this one. I think that as a tribute to Chadwick Boseman, it was beautiful. The music, honestly, this is the best soundtrack in a Marvel score that I've ever heard or a Marvel movie that I've ever heard. The music is wonderful. And they used silence really well as well. Like at the beginning, we have the iconic Marvel logo appear with all of the photography and imagery of the Avengers. They replaced all of it with Chadwick Boseman. So it was just loads of images of Chadwick Boseman and it was just silent. And I, I think silence in movies is really underrated. So the way that they did that and as a, as a tribute to Chadwick Boseman and his legacy, it was beautiful. It was really tasteful and just really well done. Where it fell down was the villain. And this was going to be the plot anyway, before Chadwick Boseman died. This was going to be the plot. They've obviously just swapped him, his character, to Charla out for Suri, who becomes the new Black Panther. But the plot was always going to be the same. And the plot is basically, Tash, for your benefit, that the Wakandan people are up against it, an imp impending sort of war with these Atlantean water mermaid siren type people that are like hundreds of years old. And their leader is the Feathered Serpent, which is a Latin American legend. I know this because I once went on an attraction at Portaventura in Spain called the Feathered Serpent. And my friends and I found it really funny. And we always remembered the Feathered Serpent. So this is a real um, Latin American legend. But this Feathered Serpent is this very attractive kind of broody Hispanic actor that TikTok has just gone nuts about. But my husband and I couldn't take him seriously because he had winged ankles and he could fly through the sky. But when he was flying, he kind of looked like he was rollerblading. So every time he appeared, I just, I I don't know. I think the, the actual plot was quite, it was nice. It was about like unity and like countries coming together and you shouldn't fight. You should come together for, you know, your common enemy and that sort of stuff. Um, but it it wasn't, I couldn't quite take it seriously with the feathered serpents ice skating through the sky. I mean, you're painting a really good picture of that and a really good description. I kind of want to Google it just to, to see that. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm not going to pretend I care about Marvel or Wakanda Forever or Black Panther. But I do know that it is a huge thing in the Disney community and the Marvel universe. And obviously, you know, it's very sad what happened to Chadwick Boseman. And that does sound really powerful, what you described with the silence. Um, my question is, how have the rest of the Disney-verse taken it? Has it been reviewed well or not so well? It's been really mixed. I think there are people that are always going to love this movie because of what it means. And as I say, like, I think Chadwick Boseman... It's not just, the, you know, Wakanda Forever and the Black Panther series, you, you rightfully said it's a really big deal in the Marvel community and the Disney community. It's a really big deal in the Black community as well. I mean, we've seen professional athletes doing the Wakanda Forever arms at the end of games. Like that symbol, the crossing of your arms in front of your chest has become a Black symbol, hasn't it? It's kind of become its own thing and it's taken on a new life. So... I think that it was always going to be reviewed well because of what it means and the fact that Chadwick Boseman was just such a celebrated actor. You've also now got the added layer of another minority with this Hispanic um, community kind of being depicted in these Atlanteans. So I can see why it's being well reviewed. But as I say, the plot is weak. So, yeah, it's a mixed bag. I think it's got like seven on IMDb, which is is pretty average, but quite low when we look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, yeah, it's it's been a real mixed bag. OK, yeah, I mean, that I guess that doesn't surprise me. I think with these sequels, as 
big a deal as Black Panther is can sometimes be a little bit questionable. So, yeah, that doesn't really surprise me. Yes. But anyway, back to your original question of have I seen anything decent on Disney Plus? Yes, I have. I finally watched Mickey, the story of a mouse, which I was very excited about. And we actually got tweets from Matt at WD Magicast and Chris Bint saying that they were really excited to watch it and that that is definitely one of their top choices for what to watch this winter. So have you watched it yet, Tash? I haven't yet. And I'm really on the edge of my seat that you're going to say it's a disappointment because I really have been looking forward to this for ages and I don't want it to be a disappointment. It wasn't a disappointment at all. It wasn't like as good as in like... um what's it called the Imagineering series like obviously it wasn't as good as that it probably wasn't even as good as like behind the attraction it was one of those um documentaries where I found myself like every time something happened I turned to my husband and go oh did you know that blah 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 and then the documentary would go and did you know that blah 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 so I didn't learn anything about it but one thing that I will tell you this is the only spoiler so don't worry it's not like a big big spoiler you don't have to skip the podcast or anything like that but I watched this two days before the Bob Iger announcement. So the Friday before. And at the very end of the documentary, Bob Iger is in it. And he's talking about Mickey and the cultural significance and all this kind of stuff. And I remember turning to my husband, I was like, look, even now, who have they asked to do the documentary? Iger. And I do wonder if they'd known. Like, It's a bit weird, isn't it? That two days before this documentary about Mickey Mouse comes out and Bob Iger's at the end sort of doing the walk spiel, as it were. I mean, yeah, we've always said that Iger is the most walk CEO that Disney have had, right? since his passing but I mean it's just I, I cannot imagine Chapek appearing at the end and giving Never. a speech about Mickey and what he means to the Disney community like I'm sure Chapek doesn't care about Mickey in the same way that Iger does he just sees him as you know a money machine right definitely definitely I mean it's still I don't want to talk too much about the whole Iger and Chapek a tale of two bobs because that's not the purpose of today's episode but I did just one final thing on it. I did see a really interesting um, uh, tweet or something. It was something online. And they were saying, like, since Walt died, including Walt, there have only been seven CEOs. And Bob Chapek lasted 999 days, which everyone finds funny because they've been saying there's not always room for one more. But, I mean, that's pretty awful, isn't it? When you think there's been seven since Walt died, including Walt, like he he did a terrible job. No, he really did. And I mean, I think it is the best decision that Disney could have made to get rid of him and to bring Bob Iger back. And I only hope that Bob Iger now points someone who is, you know, actually worthy of that position and who is going to, you know, kind of carry on Walt's legacy, as it were, with the parks and movies and the whole, you know, Disney community, because Chapek just wasn't the right man to be doing that. No, absolutely not. But yeah, circling back, really good documentary. It's solid. Was it the best thing I've watched on Disney Plus this year? No, but it is good. You won't be disappointed with it, but you probably won't learn anything. Okay, good to know. All right. So that's, yeah, that's definitely on the top of my list. And I have been looking forward to that. For a long time. Another one that I was really looking forward to was Disenchanted. Have you seen it yet? I have. And what did you think? I liked it. I 
I I liked seeing those characters on my screen again. I guess the way I feel about it is not too dissimilar from Hocus Pocus 2. I thought it was better than Hocus Pocus 2. I thought the narrative was good, but I had a few niggles with it. Okay, nice. I was very much the same as you. I thought it actually looked really good from the trailer. And my thoughts on actually watching the movie didn't quite add up to how I thought it was going to be. Definitely much better than Hocus Pocus 2. But yeah, I agree. It was more about seeing those characters again on screen. I really, really liked that. And I liked some of the new characters as well. But I couldn't help but when I was watching it, just I don't know if I've become cynical recently or what it is. But there were so many times that I was just like, this wouldn't happen. Like, why, you know, when Giselle is dancing around the kitchen when they've just moved house. And I'm like, this is not realistic. And I know it's a movie and I know it's a Disney movie. But I'm like, why? I didn't think that there were bits that were written particularly well in terms of how, like, you know, the moving people were reacting to her. I thought they could have made it even more tongue in cheek than they did. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the difference is with Enchanted, Giselle was the anomaly. So she needed to stand out and be this wild character in the middle of New York City. But this was different. It kind of felt like everyone, and it's because obviously they turned their world into a fairy tale land or whatever. But also, you know, Giselle's lived in New York for whatever, 15 years and had a baby there. Would she still be behaving in that way? I, I don't think she would. What I would say is I didn't think that Giselle really shined in it, to be honest with you. I thought Patrick Dempsey's character, bloody hell. I mean, come on. What what was that storyline all about? I mean, they could have just cut him out of the movie and you wouldn't have noticed. That was quite shocking. I think James Marsden and Idina Menzel really shined. I, and oh my God, that love power. I mean, come on, it's the frozen... Um, what's the word I'm looking for the homage to Frozen that we didn't know that we needed there's even that line isn't there let it grow let it glow and it was it was literally like if Alphabet and Elsa had a baby it would be this song by Nancy and I really loved that I'm glad we got a song from Nancy she doesn't sing in the first one as well so yeah I loved what they did with her and James Marsden's characters but Giselle was a bit meh for me um, I liked the little subtle Disney net references. So there was a moment where um, I think it was Giselle kind of pushed herself up on a box and some water was behind her. It was a very like aerial moment. And we had the um, dresses of the two sort of minions. One of them was Emma Pillsbury from Glee. And they were clearly Anastasia and Drizella Tremaine's dresses from Cinderella. Like I loved all that stuff. I loved Pip turning into an evil Lucifer-like cat. It was good. It it felt right that it went straight to Disney Plus. It, it did not feel like a big cinema release. And I think one of the things, Tash, you said, have I got cynical? I don't think you have, but I think that Enchanted was really of its time. And it's the same thing with Hocus Pocus. Part of the reason we love it is nostalgia for a time gone by. 2022 is not the time to be doing Disney animated live action princess movies. It's not of today. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you there. Yeah, I feel, I feel like... I don't know. I feel like they could have gone further with it and done something more. I kind of feel like they almost just like reversed the original movie. Not quite because they, you know, sort of made everything a fairy tale rather than putting a New Yorker into Andalasia. Um, is it Andalasia? And yeah, Andalasia. But yeah. Jodie Benson says Andalusia. Andalusia. Um, but yeah, and I completely agree with you as well. I thought the same with with Giselle. I don't think she's shone. I really liked what they did with the character of Morgan. Um, I liked that and I because it was you know it was if you look at it on the basis of like the basics it was you know kind of a teen high school movie like there was a lot of stereotypes in that respect but 
yeah, I would I would probably give it I'd give it a six point five out of ten. That's generous. I think I'd give it a six, like slightly above average. Okay. I I I did like it. I'm not like I do like Enchanted. Obviously, we're both really into Enchanted. It's our theme tune on this on this podcast. But it's not a favorite. Where in the same way that like I didn't feel as worried about if if it if Disenchanted had been awful, I wouldn't have felt personally attacked. Whereas Hocus Pocus two, I felt like I had a lot more riding on that. So I was really disappointed when it wasn't what I'd wanted. Whereas with this it actually kind of exceeded my expectations because unlike you, I was a bit worried when I saw the trailer. I was a bit like, oh, actually, I'm not quite sure about this. So I think for me, it probably surpassed my expectations. So yeah, I would give it a solid six. I'd say it's like just above average. Okay, nice. And then, I mean, to be honest with you, my time is very limited at the moment. There's not an awful lot that I've seen on Disney Plus at the moment. There's definitely some stuff on my list. So things like the Santa Clauses, I really want to watch those um again and the new one but I yeah there's not there's not an awful lot that I've actually seen at the moment so Mercedes what else have you seen or have you got plans to watch so I've watched the first Santa Clauses I thought the Santa Clauses was the fourth Santa Claus movie but no it's a series I didn't realize so I've watched one episode I actually have to admit my attention span I think it's TikTok I think it's that short digestible video format I, I really struggle to pay attention. And you know me, I love film. I love TV. So I, I need to, I have to put my phone in another room now. It's really bad. And um, if I actually want to sit down and watch something. So I'll admit, I did actually get about 15 minutes in and go, you've retained nothing of this. And so I rewound it and started again. And I liked it. The Santa Claus is actually my favorite Christmas movie. You always laugh at me when I say that, but it is actually one of my favorite. I think it's my favorite Christmas movie. I love the Santa Claus. It's very, very nostalgic for me. I really really remember watching it on Disney Channel as a little girl. I really like the second one. I'm not a big fan of the third one. I think I was probably too old, if we're being honest, when that came out. And I don't think it was shown on Disney Channel as much as well. I remember we had a DVD of it, but I it's, it, I didn't grow up with it in the same way I did the first and the second one. So yeah, I was really excited to see the characters. I love what they've done with Scott Calvin. So again, this isn't really a spoiler because you can see it in the imagery on Disney+. Plus. But he and his wife, Mrs. Claus, have had two children of their own. So obviously he's got his son, Charlie, that we grow up with. But they've actually got their own family now, um, which is lovely. And it's it's nice and interesting to see the struggle of like his wife, who was this, you know, really powerful. She was the head teacher, I think, of Charlie's school, if I remember rightly. So she had a career and now she is just Mrs. Claus. And the first episode's kind of looking at that and what does that mean? And she's just kind of second fiddle to him and that sort of stuff. And, and what is a Mrs. Claus and what makes a Mrs. Claus? So that's quite interesting. I love Tim Allen and, you know, he started out in television doing home improvement. So it's quite nice to see him in like a series again. But as I say, I've only watched one episode, so it's very early days, but I was impressed. Okay, good. That's good to know. Yeah, I'm I'm going to give it a go and I'm going to try and stick with it. You know, I like I like the fact that it's a, a series and a Christmas series because we don't have many of those. And as I say, time is of a premium for me these days. So I don't think that 
my annual thing of picking a weekend in December and sitting down and watching back-to-back Christmas movies is going to be possible. So the fact that there is a series that I can do this with instead and dip in and out of when I please is is very beneficial to me. That breaks my heart and I feel like we need to make that happen. That can happen. You could definitely come here for a day and we could have Christmas movies on and chat and I can look after Theo for a bit. You can look after Theo. That makes me sad and we're going to make that happen. I know. It's I, It was a realisation that I had maybe a couple of months ago and I was like, oh my God, we're not going to... like Because normally what we would do is we, you know, we'd do on a Sunday, we'd make a roast and then after that... That, like I'd have a nice red wine or a mulled wine and then like we just watch Christmas movies all afternoon and evening and um yeah it doesn't really work I'm anymore. so jealous of your life or not even your life your old life um because I just that would not fly with my husband I'm lucky if I get one Christmas movie out of him for the year and it has to be like an adult Christmas movie it has to be like love actually or the holiday die hard. not die hard <laughs> never I will not accept that die hard is a Christmas movie so not die hard but even things like elf and the Grinch are too childish for for grumpy I'm surprised Surprisingly. So, um, yeah, watching things like Bell's Enchanted Christmas and like Mickey's Christmas Carol, that's never going to no happen. Chance. Yeah, definitely not. So speaking of Christmas stuff, because obviously, you know, we are getting to that that point of the year It is December this week. I'm so excited for the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. And I've already seen some Guardians merchandise on Shop Disney that's to do with this special. I've tried not to look at it too closely because obviously you can get spoilers quite easily from which characters are present and which aren't and all that kind of stuff and how old is Groot in this one and all all that good stuff. So yeah, really, really excited. I actually just got back two weeks ago from the secret cinema guardians of the galaxy so i'm in like a real guardians of the galaxy like space at the moment i just love it and obviously i did guardians cosmic rewind in epcot and as you know tash listeners i say all the time the guardians are my favorite marvel characters i think that there are people that are fans of guardians of the galaxy but don't really like marvel it's kind of its own beast it's kind of you know the comedy and everything and I'm really pleased because my sister came for a sleepover a couple of weeks ago. And I don't know what possessed this to happen, but she was saying to me she really wanted to get into Marvel and she hasn't watched any of them. So I was like, okay. And she, I was like, I know this is going to sound crazy. And our listeners are going to be like, what? But I was like, I'm going to make you watch Infinity War because it's such a good film that I think it will make you go, oh, I really liked that. I now want to go back and watch all the other films. Like, I, and, and I was right. So she loved it. We watched Endgame as well. We ended up going to bed at like two because she was like, now I need to see what happens. And she's become obsessed with Guardians of the Galaxy. So she's watched both the movies now, obviously watched both of the Avengers movies where they feature. She came with me to the secret cinema. So I'm so happy that literally like a few weeks after her finding this new love of Guardians of the Galaxy, there's a Christmas special coming out. I feel like, yeah, baptism by fire or whatever the phrase is. Yeah, baptism of fire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I am going to have to give Guardians another go because... I tried it once a few years and just couldn't get into it, but I don't know if I went into it with the right frame of mind. And I feel like this is really going to be my last attempt, <laughs> my last stab at getting into, into Marvel. Um, but yeah, like I love I love the sound of, of it, that they're doing, you know, something holiday-ish with it. I like the fact that they're doing, because they're doing a holiday um, overlay to the Cosmic Rewind ride, Cosmic Rewind ride. That is a mouthful. Cosmic Rewind attraction. 
um in Walt Disney World um so yeah I'm really intrigued to hear what they did they do with that I know they're going to incorporate a lot of Christmas songs and I love Christmas songs so yeah as I always say I'm really upset that I just don't like Marvel there we go we need to break out I really thought that Black Panther like I don't know how anyone could if you're going to watch Black Panther and not get on with it you Marvel's not for you I feel like that's such an accessible and I thought the Guardians were quite accessible but you don't like space either because this is the other thing like for me, like I'd got into Star Wars and then like Guardians is kind of a natural progression. But anyway, anyway, one thing that I will just tell you that I think you'll find quite funny. So when my sister was watching the Infinity War um, and Endgame, she said to me, she said, do you know how I actually quite like some of these characters? Like, I've always liked Spider-Man. And I was like, I've always liked Spider-Man as well. She was like, yeah, I've always liked Spider-Man. So like, that's quite easy. And like, Thor I can get on board with. Like, is Chris Hemsworth, whatever. So she's going through. She was like, I really like Iron Man. Like, he's actually really funny. I was like, yeah. She went, the one I've always had a problem with is Hulk. And I said, what do you mean? She went, well, I just think of him as this big bustling Hulk. And she was like, I just think of that huge statue of him at Madame Two Swords. And for me, with those little purple hot pants, he doesn't look Disney, just it's cheap and nasty and I was like Tash will 100% know what you're talking about uh yeah I definitely do I yeah I know exactly what you mean like yeah I I have watched Iron Man and I do I yeah I say I hate Marvel I've watched Iron Man I quite liked Iron Man I watched Thor I didn't mind Thor um what was the other one you just mentioned Spider-Man I quite like Spider-Man as well so I don't hate all Marvel but yeah no I completely agree with with I don't know if it's like the massive transformation that I just can't get on board with. I don't know if maybe like the CGI was questionable in the early days. I don't I don't know, but I can completely see where she's coming from. Yeah. And I guess all of the others have a moral compass of like trying to make the world better, whereas he just like smashes stuff up. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I've never and again, I've not I've not seen like the Hulk movie and I've not seen enough of him to to know. But to me it seems weird that he's part of the like the Avengers, the the like heroes, as it were. It feels like he should be, he would suit being more of a villain. Yeah, so they they have addressed this in later Marvel movies. So in Endgame, Bruce Banner finds a way to capture like his brain with the Hulk's like power. So he's like this hybrid Hulk and he's always in that state. He doesn't change between them. And it's like a hipster Hulk. He's got like glasses and a shirt, but he's in Hulk form. It's a bit weird, but yeah, that's how Marvel have addressed it. But it's, yeah. Anyway, from one thing that you don't like to another, Force Ghost Conversations and Anthony from Force Ghost Conversations, that's a mouthful as well, said, what about Andor? Now, I want to address this because Andor is the biggest thing on Disney Plus right now and we have not spoken about it and we had the season finale last week. So I'm going to do a bit of a disclaimer and say it's completely my fault. Tash obviously doesn't like Star Wars, so she's not going to help us on this one. And I was in Orlando when the season premiered, so I just was out of the loop and just haven't caught up. But it is on my list of things to watch. It's one of the things that I know that my husband and I can sit down with and watch. And actually... I feel like I didn't get on with the book of Boba Fett as much as I probably should have done. And there's been a few series recently on Disney plus that I've not got on with. And I think it's watching it in this like episodic week by week fashion. So now that all of Andor is on Disney plus, I'm actually really looking forward to binging it. But people are saying it's like the best thing ever, like better than the Mandalorian. Wow. Yeah. That's what they're saying. 
Yeah, I mean, it, as yeah, as you say, it completely passes me by. I have absolutely no idea what it's about. So yeah, it's not one on my list. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's got um Skellen Skarsgård. Is that his name? Yeah, of Pirates of the Caribbean and Marvel fame. I mean, he's really got the holy trinity there. We've got Natalie Portman, who's Marvel and Star Wars, but I don't think she's portrayed anyone in like a Disney form. But he's um Will Turner's dad, Bootstrap. Bill, whatever he's called he's natalie portman's mate in thor and now he's in andor there so we go full house doing it yeah exactly that so yes thank you for that one anthony and i absolutely am gonna watch that this winter and again apologies i bet people are like well how comes everyone mentioned andor that's the reason i just have not had time to watch it and we also got a little shout out from 37 Disney Street as well. He said they're definitely going to be watching Santa's Workshop, which is one of these old classics. I love watching Christmas classics. I mean, we've touched upon it a little bit there. Is it is it right? Am I right in thinking that is it Mickey's Christmas Carol that's your favourite Christmas movie of all time? Or yeah, is it I, I love both of them equally. Um, Mickey tugs at my heartstrings more. Just that little scene where you've got baby mickey little tiny tim like a mickey at the grave honestly i cannot handle that when the, when the one tear rolls down his face honestly animation makes me cry way more than live action movies um so yeah i i love both versions but yeah weirdly they're like the only two versions of the christmas carol that i actually really like the rest like all the kind of traditional like more dickens ones I'm not really into it's just those two that I like I kind of know what you mean because obviously I did English at uni and love reading and stuff so this is going to sound awful but I I do like Shakespeare obviously like Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet is like one of my favorite movies I had like lots of Shakespearean references at my wedding and stuff like that I got engaged in Verona for God's sake so obviously I like Shakespeare but my favorite version of A Midsummer's Night's Dream is that version they showed in The House of Mouse where like Mickey falls in love with or Mickey and Daisy are meant to be getting married and Donald and Minnie are meant to be getting married and Goofy like enchants them and then they like swap partners and I feel like yeah it's not you know very highbrow of me but I really like that yeah they're really accessible and they just make them so much more fun I'm I've never been into like period dramas and things like that like I'm not into Downtown Abbey Downtown Abbey. Yeah, down, <laughs> downtown. Downtown Abbey. Downtown Abbey. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not another, into Downtown Abbey. That's another series. Downtown Abbey. I'm not into. Um. Yeah, I'm just not massively into period dramas. So yeah. What about Bridgerton? That... Can you get into Bridgerton? No. no. I really oh. want to get into Bridgerton. I know. I tried. I gave it two episodes and just couldn't get into it. Um. So yeah. So anything like. Dickens like traditional and I mean how many versions are there of Christmas Carol there must be hundreds right yeah um so yeah they don't really appeal to me I know no it is Disney that weird Jim Carrey one like I hate the animation style for that one like don't even get me started um so yeah for me it's all about Muppets and Mickey's Christmas Carol there we are why did we even start talking about this because 37 Disney Street told us to watch Santa's Workshop there we go we've gone through full circle no it's funny you talk about that Jim Carrey version as well because there's something called the Uncanny Valley. Have you heard of this? No. So the Uncanny Valley is basically, it's a psychological thing where things look a little bit human, but not human enough. And our brain freaks out. And the animation style and the Polar Express, especially the little girl in the nightdress, that's been cited as being Uncanny Valley. And I was watching something about this the other day, actually, because I find it fascinating. And they were saying that, 
in um, Shrek, in the original screen test, every time Princess Fiona came on screen, the kids just started crying and they didn't know why. And they think it's because she looked a little bit too human. So anyway, I'm mentioning that because that Jim Carrey version, I feel like has a tendency to kind of cross into uncanny valley territory we also got a tweet from the great british mickey waffle podcast and they said again their watches for this winter the santa claus which we've touched upon the series but obviously not forgetting the original movie muppets christmas carol one of your favorites tash and then obviously home alone because it's fox so technically that is now a disney christmas movie as well it is indeed and there are so many more christmas viewing options on disney plus and i'm sure we'll be talking a little bit more about that as we get into December and we start talking about the best time of the year. Yeah, really exciting. And so that is not the end of the episode. However, we are going to do one final recommendation for upcoming viewing. Hopefully, if we enjoy it, we're going to be doing a live trailer reaction to the brand new trailer for Elementals. So first of all, an apology, because I keep saying elementals and the movie is elemental, plural, singular, singular, elemental, singular, but I keep saying the plural, elementals. So apologies for that. But for those of you that don't know, Elemental is the latest movie to come out of Pixar. So I'm really excited about Elemental and I hope that it does get a theatrical release. But nonetheless, let's dive into the teaser trailer for Elemental. Subway. Ooh. Element City. Okay, it is not New York. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm getting like Zootopia vibes. All the different elements on the subway air, fire, water. Earth, I guess. (laughs) Okay. It kind of reminds me of like the classic Pixar shorts, but obviously it's a feature length movie. I like the music. The city reminds me of Ralph Breaks the Internet, that kind of inside look at the internet. Oh, okay, fire and water are having a moment. Sorry. Okay, the animation style is really interesting. Nice. Okay, 2023, so it's coming out next year. It is a teaser trailer, so we don't get an awful lot from that interaction, but obviously we've got a female fire character and a male water character that look as though they're gonna have almost a romantic interaction after meeting on the subway. We will see. Maybe it's gonna give us a bit of a Romeo and Juliet kind of narrative, you know, two opposite characters with like a forbidden love. I think I'd love to see Pixar have a stab at the forbidden love theme. That would be awesome. But yeah, 
I'm really excited about this. It is giving me like Wreck-It Ralph, Inside Out, Zootopia vibes and all three of those movies performed very well at the box office. So yeah, I'm on the fence at the moment. Go check it out. It's available on YouTube on Pixar's official YouTube channel. Just search for The Elemental teaser trailer and that's all for now we will be back next week at the same time and same place we've got a really exciting episode in store next week we've got the chat disney christmas markets the first time we're doing this and there's going to be lots of small businesses featured on the episode so you can expect to catch up with the likes of castle sweet club maple and whiskey and loads more so do not miss next week's episode the first ever chat disney festive christmas market and we will see you then. Bye for now. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.